Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. I'm your host, Jacob Robery. And as always, guys, hope everybody is doing well out there. We are super excited, as always, to, to get on this week's show with you guys and talk outdoors here in Louisiana. Uh, this week is extra special, and we are extremely fired up this week, guys, because this weekend opens up the hunting season officially for us here in Louisiana. And uh, we have small game opening up, so we have squirrel, we have rabbit, and uh, we also have bow season here for all you deer hunters. Um, so it's really a big weekend. It kind of kicks off the season for everybody every year here in Louisiana, and this week's no different, guys. But as always, I want to thank our sponsors um, that we have that help support us on the show. You're looking at Anchor.fm. Without Anchor.fm, guys, we would not be able to bring this podcast to you on a weekly basis. Check them out if you're in the market and make your own podcast, Anchor.fm. It's the easiest way to do it. It's completely free, and they help distribute and monetize your podcast for you guys. They work with us hand-in-hand, hand and it's awesome. We, we have a really good relationship. Also, another one of our great sponsors that you hear us talk about on the show is Beaver Creek Custom Calls. Beaver Creek Game Calls, guys. Whether it's deer, turkey, duck, or goose, Beaver Creek has you covered. Patrick Irkfitz will custom make you a call that meets your specific needs, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. So check them out also online at beavercreekgamecalls.com. Well, guys, like I mentioned, it's, uh, it's something that we're super excited about. This week, opening weekend of hunting season here in Louisiana, and we are coming to you live from Camp Whiskey Bay, which is our camp here in Chafalaya Basin. And I'm excited about the guests that I have on the show with me this week. We're going to talk about squirrel hunting, about, um, you know, small game hunting, growing up uh, hunting as, you know, youngsters here in Louisiana. And uh, also have um, another guest on the show, which is my son, Jackson Robery. I'm super excited for him to, uh, to join us on the show this week. Jackson's been after me to get on, get on a podcast episode with us, and he wants to give you guys his takes and, and answer some questions, so he's excited. But guys, my, my guest that I'm welcoming to the show this week, he's a longtime friend of mine, uh, my best friend growing up as a child, and all through the years, we have hunted together every year, every season, and uh, one of the best small game and waterfowl hunters that I have ever had the experience to hunt with, guys, Mr. Troy Fontenot. From Ville Platte, Louisiana, down in Evangeline Parish. So, Troy, welcome to the show. Tell everybody hello. Hello, guys. How's everybody going tonight? Jackson, we'd also like to welcome you to the show. Why don't you say hello to everybody listening? Hi, everybody. Jackson's chomping down on some pizza right now as we're doing this live, guys. We got our situation here is looking pretty good. We're sitting around a campfire here at the camp. We have uh, each a big, tall glass of Louisiana made wine. And what flavor are we drinking tonight? Blackberry and peach. Blackberry and Landry peach. Landry wine. Landry Vineyards in Louisiana, right. guys. So uh, check those guys out because we highly recommend them after uh, the last couple of hours of drinking their product. Uh, been very good drinking a little bit of blackberry wine. But guys, I know y'all are like me, super excited. <laughs> and I know I keep using the term super excited. Uh, have a little bit of alcohol in me and certain words keep uh, coming up. But yeah. Super excited, I guess. That's an Super understatement. Pumped. Super ready, pumped babe. up. We are ready. That so, can be ready, babe. Yep. Oh, yeah. And we're going to refer to Jackson as Jackhammer. So if you hear that name, that's what we call Jackson. He's uh, His nickname is Jackhammer, and Troy is T-Roy. 
so uh, you can maybe be able to get acquainted with those nicknames, guys. But, uh, but yeah, you know, for us growing up as kids, we, you know, you guys that have listened to the show since the beginning, um, you know, our first original podcast started out in a, a podcast that I did titled Sm- or Squirrel Town Traditions. And, guys, growing up in Evangeline Parish in, uh, in Ville Platte, Louisiana, since we were, you know, young kids, we grew up and we were, you know, looking forward to squirrel hunting. Squirrel hunting, Troy, I guess you could say it was kind of to kick off the season for us as, as hunters here That's in Louisiana. You know, we got dove season and we got teal season, but um, about 95% of Louisianans start off hunting season with squirrel season. You know, that's what that's what kicks off the hunting season. Yeah. Yep. So we, we're very excited for tomorrow morning. We, For the first time in probably four or five years, we got temperatures in the 50s, clear skies, no wind. We only got one little hiccup. It's a full moon, so the squirrels might have to, we might have to hunt a little late tomorrow morning, but that's no big deal. You know, we got some cool temperatures, so we can hunt till 10, 11 o'clock tomorrow. So the, we're ready to roll out. We're ready to roll. Yeah, we uh, you know, looking at the temperatures today, we we stayed in the seventies pretty much all day. Which, guys, if you go back and listen to Squirrel Town Traditions, the episode <laughs> I referenced last year at this time, we were sitting at ninety-five degrees the night, the day before yeah. opening day of uh, squirrel season. So we we're. This is, like Troy said, this is the first time in a long time that we can remember cool temperatures here in Louisiana. So we're, we're all excited about that. We can build a fire, drink some good drinks. We have a gumbo cooking. That's right. Those okay. of you who, uh, who are wondering what we may have on the menu tonight at the camp, we have a chicken uh, or a hen, a sausage, a uh, Taco, duck, and tasso gumbo that we have on the stove right now <coughs> about 10 yards away from us. That's, we, we have cooking. And we have a full pot of rice on the uh, inside the camp that's ready to go. So we are not doing bad at all, guys. And those of you who are listening to the show, a lot of you here in Louisiana, you're probably doing the exact same thing. But, guys, you know, going back to our adolescence and our youth as a, as a hunter, this always meant quite a bit to us as children. And, Troy, I'll let you kind of explain. Me and you were talking about some old stories about when we've been growing up <coughs> as kids. Me and Troy, like I mentioned, have known each other for since we fifth how grade. Old? Since, since fifth grade. Fifth grade, you know? Yeah. And uh and and tell them how we kind of got involved in hunting, Troy. You remember some of them early days? Yeah. Well, you know, we became good friends in school and then once hunting season came, you know, my dad would come get us out of school Thursday afternoon. And we got a camping tents all Louisiana, which is North Louisiana. And Jacob would come with us, and we done we had a little camp, and we'd camp and cook and go scout and and hunt. You know, we, we started that at you know I don't know how old we were in fifth grade, but we started that in fifth grade, and we 41 years old now, and we continuing the tradition. Now we got Jacob's kids, we got Jack Hammer coming up, we got Hudson coming up, we got my little boy who's 16 months. Right now, he's coming up, you know, in the year. So it's uh, we're just passing down the tradition, you know. Cause this, this is to me, this is the, <laughs> this is my favorite weekend of the year, right here. Yeah. It's yeah. opening weekend of squirrel season, and that after that is ducks. So. Yeah, and and, and mine, you know, guys, you hear me talk about it on the show all the time. I look forward to the opening weekend of duck season and us and the second split of duck season. That's probably my two favorite weekends, and squirrel weekend is probably right behind them, if not right up there with them, guys. And, uh, you know, a lot of you who listen to the show from out of state, um, you know, squirrel hunting is not such a big, not, not such a big deal in a lot of other states. 
but here in Louisiana, it is a huge deal for most outdoorsmen here. Like I mentioned, it not only kicks off the, the hunting season officially for most hunters, but it's a great time to get together with your family. And uh, it's very kid friendly, I would have oh, yeah. to say. Yep. You know, like Troy <laughs> mentioned, we could come out with our children at a young age. My youngest son, Hudson, he's uh, six years old. He came out for the day today. He's not staying with us to hunt tomorrow, but he came out with us for the day today. We, we shot guns um, and we worked with him on some shooting. We did some activities to kind of get him you know, accustomed to coming out to the hunt camp. And that's really what it's all about at the end of the day, guys. That's but, it. Jackson, you, you – how old are you? You're 11 now, and you're in what grade? Tell everybody. Uh, um, I'm in sixth grade this year. Sixth grade. So we started out back in yeah, fifth grade. Yeah, about 11, you know, 10, 11, 10, 12 11. years old, yeah. Now, we were talking a while ago, hunting is actually not how we got together and what we were involved in from the get-go. No. What – Fill everybody we in, were, um, if you don't mind, on we how were, we kind of got involved in the outdoors. We were predominantly bass fishermen. That's what we did. I mean, it, we eat, sleep, and, and just fished. You know, that's all we did. You know, during hunting season, we, we hunted it. But we didn't have access to to, to duck lakes. You know, we, we pretty much just squirrel hunted. I didn't dare hunt. Jacob didn't dare hunt. And um, yeah, so we just... We, we squirrel hunted a lot, and then, uh, you know, come the springtime, we, we bass fished all year until hunting season. So now we come of age, and we got some, you know, some good jobs, so now we can get into hunting leases and hunting camps and all that, so we duck hunt a lot more right yeah. now, and, um, it, but, but it was all bass fishing when we grew up. It was all bass fishing. That's what it we, was. We started out with John Boats, just like everybody else probably does that listens out That's there. That's it. And, uh, you know, a good stock pond. And, <laughs> boy, if we could tell you guys some stories, we might save some of that for the spring season yeah. when we start talking about fishing quite a bit more. But we got some, some we got ourselves into a couple of pickles a few times uh, yeah. fishing growing <laughs> up. Yeah, we just go fishing on anybody's property when they were young. You know, we, we were poor, so we, we we saw some water, we just went fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we didn't give a shit who it was for or who the landowner was for. We just, we just went fishing, you know, I mean. We yeah, kind of just took everything as our own, but which is exactly what we tell our kids not to do now. Yeah, what exactly, we're growing yeah. up to do, but yeah, look, hey, no harm, no foul. Back in the day, you know, if, if we could find a, we were looking for any kind of pond that we could go and do some bank fishing. <laughs> that's it. We just wanted to fish. We didn't want, we didn't take nothing. We didn't steal nothing. We just, we just fished. That's all we did. You nope. Know? We Catch never got release. into, never got into the drugs and none of that no. type of stuff. We were just outdoors. We love being outdoors, and you know, growing up, we were talking about that today too, Troy. It was a completely different time back then. Yeah. You know, we were we, Troy's Troy's son is, is you know not quite a year old. Is that correct? Sixteen quite, months old. Or I'm sorry, sixteen yeah, he's a year months and a half old. old. Year and a half, not quite two years old. Yeah, that's right. And, and we were talking about now how kids, you know, they're exposed to the video games and the technology at such a much younger age than we ever were. You know. In our age group, we had Nintendo when the original Nintendos came out <coughs> yeah, uh, back in the late 80s. But, you know, be honest with you, we, we'd rather go play outside or we'd rather go hunting or fishing. Yeah, you know? that's what we did. That's we just, what we did. We stayed outside until it was dark and we couldn't see nothing, you know, and we, we came in, ate, took baths, and watched TV and went to bed. I mean, now these days, you know, kids play on the computer or the iPhones till one two o'clock in the morning i mean it, you know it's just a different it's a different, a different world era right now you know i mean it is it's, we're trying it's, to bring our kids up you know as close as what we, we were brought up you know but it's it's hard you know i mean it's just you know it's just a 
it's definitely a different world for sure. Yeah. And most you, you guys, we're not preaching to the choir. You know that if you have children. Uh, but, you know, I feel very blessed. My oldest one, Jackson, I feel very blessed that you got involved in the outdoors early with me. I started bringing you at an early age. Oh, yeah. And, Jackson, fill everybody in. When you started coming, you were right around five years old. How, how did you get involved and what made you want to come hunting with Dad whenever you started out? Well, it was so long ago, I don't really remember, but, like, what well, made me want to come back out here again and do it was that whenever you first took me hunting, and I don't remember if it was duck or squirrel hunting, I'm sure it was squirrel hunting, but whenever I first saw you shoot that first squirrel out of the tree, that's what made me want to come back again. I was like, I want to do that. You want to do that. I got you. You remember what it was that we shot? I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was a black squirrel maybe a black squirrel or a, or a big old fox squirrel i can't remember might have been a big fox because if daddy would have got a black squirrel we'd have him on the wall for sure but yeah so you remember that very well it sounds like as far as that memory is what kind of got you wanting to say hey i want to keep going and i want to keep going now the cold never go ahead yeah um well earlier whenever you're saying about you about like my brother uh, he's only a little bit, he, like he's younger, he's six years old, I'm 11 years old. So y'all have a and, five year difference? Yeah, and so like, he doesn't really, he doesn't, I wouldn't say don't like it, I just wouldn't say he doesn't like to do it as much as I do. Like yeah. he just like, he came to the camp today, but he <laughs> kept saying, I want to go home, I want to go home. Yeah. But that reason is, is because probably because he wants to go play with his friends. I mean, at least he's going outside and playing with his friends. Yeah. Instead, yeah. Of, I mean, we have an <coughs> Xbox at our house, but I'd rather him go outside than him stay on that Xbox the whole day. Yeah, and we do too. Me and Mama like that yeah. as well. And I think every parent would love to see their child outside playing rather than in front of the technology. And that's the difference. That's the world that we live in now. Technology right. is just so easily available. And that's kind of the point we're making on this. But... Yeah, I mean, you know, I drug you as a child. Uh, yeah, I started bringing you at five, and um, we I'd bring you squirrel hunting, and and me and Mr. Troy, we were talking yeah. about that today, Troy. You know, it's it changes when you become a father. It changes the way you hunt as a as a hunter completely. Yeah, and you go in a teaching mode instead of hunting mode almost. That's know? right. You go in a teaching mode. You become a mentor and not so much the student anymore at that point, right. you know? <laughs> and, uh, and Jackson, I drug you with me, and I remember you at five and six years old. I'd have you walk in the woods with me. You know, you didn't have a gun even yet. And then eventually we moved you up to like a little red rider. We brought a red rider, a little BB gun, just to kind of teach you how to have gun safety and handle a gun walking yeah, in the I... woods. And squirrel hunting was a great opportunity to get you exposed to <clears throat> before we even got right. into a duck blind, you know? <laughs> Yeah, whenever um, you first took me hunting, I remembered that I didn't have a gun or anything, but I remembered had, I had a little tiny vest with me, and I remember you, you used to let me carry the squirrels. Yep, I'd let you carry the squirrels just to get accustomed to yeah. kind of, you know, having that experience, you know. But guys, uh, you know, like I said, I want the reason I wanted to bring Troy on to the show with us this week is, A, this guy has been my best friend since we were small children. Um, you know, we've shared so many experiences together, but from a opening weekend of squirrel hunting standpoint, he is one of the best squirrel hunters, if not the best squirrel hunter that I've ever, you know, had the privilege to hunt with. 
And that says a lot because Louisiana has a lot of a lot of good hunters, squirrel hunters. And uh and we wanted to talk a little bit about squirrel hunting tonight on this episode. Um, just to share some of those experiences from us. Um, you know, kind of that Troy went through growing up, how he got exposed in squirrel hunting, and kind of his thoughts on if you're looking to maybe get into the sport of squirrel hunting, are you trying to get your, your children involved? Where's a good place to start? Maybe some of the firearms that, that you suggest, Troy, would be a good option for, uh, uh, you know, somebody getting into it. Or uh, just tell, you know, some of the stories of, of how what we went through growing up. So, What's your take on this season? Let me ask you that. As far as we've been scouting the last couple of days, um, or I, I scouted a couple of weeks ago with you, and yeah. Jackson came along, and uh, we had, you know, this this year in Louisiana, we've had a Hurricane Laura hit right. us, so we had yeah. a hurricane. Um, we've dodged several of them. We've had a lot of big storms, it seems like, coming through. So what's your take on, on, the, on tomorrow's outlook as far as what the season has ahead of it? Uh, tomorrow, um, I think the season's going to be good. They got a good squirrel population. Um, I made a couple of hunts during the spring, and um, it was full in the woods whenever me and uh, my uncle hunted this spring. So I knew that, and I, you know, driving around all over, you know, going to Pine Prairie and wherever we, you know, live, going to work and all that. There's dead squirrels all over the road. So whenever you see that, there's squirrels. There's squirrels. Yeah. They got a lot of feed this year. I mean, don't get me wrong. We had a hurricane that um. You know, the, up north, it got blasted pretty bad, but um, it, it's still a lot of feed on the ground. There's not a lot of feed in the trees, and there's a lot of squirrels. So, I mean, it, it's going to be a good opening day tomorrow morning. I mean, I, I talked to a couple of people today, and they said they've all had good reports. Um, it's just going to be a good, you know, good it's, weather. It's, it's looking it's, promising. It's good. Yeah, it's going to be good tomorrow. It, it, there's no doubt. Now, let me ask you this. <laughs> For everybody listening out there, squirrel hunting, Whenever you get a major hurricane come through Louisiana like we had, Laura, um, in your opinion, the history that you've seen over the years with hurricanes affecting the state for a small game like squirrel hunting, how does that play into into it for the squirrel season? Does it affect it more in, the, in that, that season where it hits? Because hurricane season always runs typically right around, right before the opening of, yeah. of squirrel season. So, well, do you see it typically affect that season? <laughs> it'll Does it affect, affect seasons it'll after? It'll affect next year because whenever Laura hit, they had babies in the nest. And, you know, that 100-mile-an-hour wind killed, blew a lot of the babies out of the nest. And that's next season's Crops. production. Production, Crop. yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I'm not saying – a ton of squirrels got killed, but a good population got a lot of little babies got killed out of the nest. That's why I think like um, hollow trees is a better habitat than nest because if you get some big wind, like some big cold fronts and all that, you know, a hollow tree is not gonna fall down like a like a regular nest in the woods. Yeah, you know? a nest could get blown out. Yeah, right. You're looking at a hundred mile an hour wind; <laughs> yeah. it's blowing, it's blowing any kind of nest down. But um, you know, I've seen some young squirrels too this, you know, this this year early. So that that's another good sign because they normally, typically, they don't the young squirrels don't come out the nest till in October. Yeah, early November. Yeah, that's a good point. The females start coming out third week. You know, you know, and then they come out eight nine o'clock in the morning. But like the third week, they're the feeding season, and they're back in. They coming out at daylight with the with the big males. So I mean, it you know it yeah. it had I think the it's gonna cause controversy next year. 
because yeah. of the, the baby population, you know. Correct, crop. correct. So, so, you, you, so you tend to think it, it kind of shows itself that following season. That's right, yeah. Yeah, because that following the, the young, season. You know, the, the older squirrels, you know, they, you know, they go through a lot of tough stuff. So, they can make it a little easier. Yeah, but the young ones, you know, they they got hit pretty hard. Yeah. You know, yeah. in and certain I, areas, you know. I mean, when you have that, that type of Like Lake Charles, squirrel. I mean, there's no squirrel hunting this year. Well, and a good, a good point is like Toledo Bend. Toledo Bend got hit. That area got hit hard. And just last year for opening weekend, right. you were hunting Toledo That's Bend. That's right, yeah. So, I mean, wh what's the habitat? <laughs> I've never personally hunted, you know, Toledo Bend as far as squirrel uh, hunting or nothing like that. Pretty much just like us over here. I mean, up, up north, I mean, they got hollows. I mean, they got nests. I mean, it, it's, it's good habitat up there. But I'm um, thinking pine trees, a lot of pines. Is a lot, lot of pines? <laughs> they got a lot of pine trees up there. But um, they got a lot of oak trees up there, too. I mean, they got a lot of good hardwoods up there. A lot um, of good hardwood, huh? But, I mean, they got hit hard, so. Yeah, yeah. So that those areas could be affected a little to, bit They're going to have to, you more. know, the only time will tell on that. You know, this season's going to tell the time, you know. The, yeah. But this season, you don't see it affecting it immediately. No, oh no, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. You know, guys, we're located here at Whiskey Bay, which is <laughs> Sherbin WMA. That's where we're hunting. Um, our camp's based here. You hear us talk about that a lot of times on the shows. Um, and this area, we were spared here, Troy. You know, we were lucky. We got lucky, Jackson. We were lucky. Uh, you know, we didn't. We did a lot of prepping to get the camp ready, get stuff here for the season. And I was worried. I have to admit that you we're know, lucky that the hurricane kicked west because if it had kicked 60, 80 miles east, yeah, it would have been uh, smack been, dab. It would have been a whole different story for us. Yeah, you know? for fire areas, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know we were spared in this area, which I think you know we're not going to see a big consequence. Oh, of, no, of no. that, you know. And no, Jackson, you have something you'd like to say? Yeah, and whenever you said it was kind of hard to get our stuff ready for this season, not too hard, but kind of hard, like. You don't want to, like, be one of those hunters who, like, you show up to your camp, like, right before opening day, and you have to set up all your stuff. You yeah. want to get there, like, maybe, like, a week before. <laughs> That's right. You want to have it all ready to be go. prepared. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> because, hey, the point of the, today and the point of this weekend is doing exactly what we're doing right here. We're sitting around a campfire. We're drinking some good drinks. Eating some good food and yeah. we, we enjoying and relaxing hunting season. And that's what it's all about, you that's know. It, babe. We're sitting with friends and, and family, it. and that's what it's all about. So that's a good point, Jackson. You know, you want to be, you want to have all that stuff situated and ready to go, you know. <laughs> well, Charlie, how did you get? You know, me and you, even though we've been, I, let's go back, man. Let's go back years to where we talk about we were kids yeah. hunting. When did when did we start hunting together as far as squirrels? Well, we talking squirrels. You remember any specific? You know. Like, like you know, when we were in sixth and seventh grade, that was probably 12, 13 years old when he started coming with us to the camp. Yeah, well, yeah, that time, <coughs> uh, yeah, and I you know, remember we, even before that. We, yeah, actually, we, you brought up something tonight about a store. Go ahead, right. tell everybody in the back about of, that. Um, Jacob's dad had a um, chicken place called Tom's Fried Chicken in Bayou Chico, and uh, you know, we go work there sometimes, and then after work, we go and, and hunt. We sell them peaches, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we sell them peaches. <laughs> And uh, we go hunting in the back, running back. You know that you know there was no houses back there. There was just woods. So we, we kind of just started squirrel hunting with our pellet guns in the back right there. You know, in, in, the, in the back of Tom's Fried Chicken. The and old then, Benjamins. That's right. The old Benjamins. The old Benjamins. Pellet guns. And um, and then after that, you know, we went to the camp in Tensaw and yep. kind of cut our teeth in North Louisiana, which was some great hunting out there. Remember yeah. That? I mean, it was. Yeah, and Phil, you know, Tensaw, Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve, you had to use steel shot. Had to use steel shot, that's That different. was the only pain in the ass. I mean, yeah. that, man, that, yeah. you had to really pattern your guns and find the right shell for that 
you know, because, I mean, if you didn't, you can go out there and shoot five or six shots at a squirrel and not kill him. So, you know? okay, so to the guys who aren't familiar with squirrel hunting necessarily, or even the guys that are, but they may have only, you know, hunted most yeah. wildlife management areas, public land, never had to shoot steel. What's the difference in <laughs> squirrel hunting with steel versus lead? Well, just like ducks. I mean, uh, you know, the steel goes through them so fast that they just keep running, you know. Yeah. Or they, they might fall, but whenever they fall, they, their little feet are gone and hit the ground, and they might run 50, 60, 80 yards. I and remember that. I do, and I have to agree have, with you it. You just don't have a prayer. You don't, that. yeah. I remember going to Tinsaw, you know, which was a Federal Reserve, like Troy said, so you had to use steel shot. And I remember when we started going there, yeah. you were like, hey, make sure you don't bring lead. You oh, got to yeah. have steel. You know, there's a lot of regulations, but it's a Federal Reserve. It's They kept up. They funded real well. Right. They're nice. You know, you have nice gravel, shell <laughs> roads. Um, and there was a ton of squirrels there. There was a ton of squirrels. I remember know. that. Like, but I, We killed a lot. We, we, you know, we did well. We you know, we did what we were supposed to. We patterned our guns and all that. And um, Yeah. But we had to do it. I mean, because if you, you had didn't, to. you would. Yeah, you, know, you were shooting a box and a half, two boxes of shells. For like I, four or five I was about to say, I remember bringing a lot of shells because <laughs> you had to. I mean, because you'd shoot them like you said, and I don't know if it just didn't have the uh, knockdown power or it if just it goes was through them so fast, goes you know? through I mean, them or what it, it was. You know? But man, they would they would you shoot them and they'd run. Yeah, and they they or they they'd run far enough to where they could die somewhere else and you couldn't find them. Yeah, you know, we, that was a big deal. You know, when I got older. Daddy wanted me to keep the camp out there, but it was it was just too damn far, man. It was, you know, it was three hours away. Yeah. You had to use steel shot. It's not convenient. I mean, uh-uh. It's not convenient. No, no, yeah. no. Gave, you know, we have, that up. like we have here, our camp here, I live in Gonzales, Louisiana. You live in Ville Platte. We're yeah. an hour away from, <laughs> uh, from where we, you know, we are. We're located you know, right between Lafayette and Baton Rouge. You need to go to town, get some groceries. You could do it. You have an emergency. You got some hospitals around, you know, so it's a good location. We right. love where we are. We've been very blessed to have the camp here. Jackson, I know you've really enjoyed having the camp here. Um, tell tell everybody listening, what, what you love about coming to the camp as a, as a hunter? What I love about the, coming to the camp really is that, um, well, a lot, for, for a lot of the kids, one, getting away from school. Yeah, of course. Man. And <laughs> two, probably it's just because... I don't know. It's not like being at your house or something like that. I mean, like, necessarily there are rules, but there's not as many. It's a little bit more laid back. Yeah. Yeah, like you can kind of. Good point. You can relax. Yeah, and just like that feeling of shooting an animal or something and bringing it back home to show people or and taking t- pictures of it or eating it. That's right. That's right. You, you don't want- eat. You gotta eat. You don't. We don't. We don't want to <laughs> shoot just to shoot, and you know, kill just to kill. So we, uh, you know, that's something. Yeah, that's good points that you make there. You know, but uh, let me put you on the spot, Troy. What's the What's the best place you ever squirrel hunted in the state of Louisiana? Uh, best place, probably. I'd say Tinsel. 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 Um, Red River was real good, but um, Tinsel. Red said, River, Richard K. Yancey, yeah. for those of you who, you know. You know. Tensaw is good, the best, because it's outstretched to Ville Platte people. Yeah. You know, you get too many Evangelion Parish people in one area, well, you're not going to kill many squirrels because there's so many people. So a lot of people wouldn't want to travel so far, and they don't want to use steel shot because it's outstretched to Evangelion Parish people. So you, so Evangelion so, Parish, <coughs> in your opinion, is where, where the, the mass of the, 
the excellent squirrel hunters well, all the time. Well, like, Parish oh. is your best squirrel, best hunters in Louisiana. Period. I'd say they're probably the best hunters in the in the United States. Just our little parish. Really? I think so. And I, and that goes for a lot of people. Um, we just, you know, you go in these reserves and you kill eight squirrels. You know, I mean, there's so much pressure on these reserves from. You know, we got a lot of good squirrel hunters in Louisiana, and and mm-hmm. the best are in the environment parish. And you go in there and you bomb them off, you know, five or six hunts, and you kill them, you lemon every time. But then it, you're doing something pretty good. Yeah, and you, you can know? thin them out oh, pretty yeah. quick. You know, <coughs> you can thin them out pretty quick. But yeah, I mean that's so tinsel. Tinsel, I think, is the best. Is the best squirrel. you've been to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I think, in my opinion, you know, what you think. Well, I mean, you've been to more areas than I probably have score yeah. hunting, but I've I've traveled across the state. I've hunted a lot of that we public land hunters, waterfowls, one hundred percent pretty much. <coughs> um, you know, so we've been in a lot of reserves and we score yeah. hunted a lot of reserves, you know? That's right. I'd say Tensaw is probably the best. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. It's probably the best I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Uh, that I've been, you know, able to go to and hunt. Right. Um the facilities were phenomenal. Yeah. You know, the really roads good. are good. Um it's kept there. It's a federal reserve, it, so it's got to be kept there. It is. It is. And you made a point today here at Sherburn yeah. how well the Sherburn Wildlife Management Area is as for, far as a, a, for WMA, a WMA. As far as a WMA in Louisiana, this is the best kept up reserve I've ever been in. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, and I agree. When you I got mean, shell, limestone, four-wheeler trails, you got something good. It is. It I mean, is. that's, that's, and, that's, 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 yeah. And it's I mean, not she, like some, that throughout the whole WMAs reserve. Don't even have that on their, in their pay rule. I mean, yeah. their gravel rules. That's you know? true. It is true. And, <laughs> you know, it's not like that throughout the whole reserve, oh, no. but no. they do have it, you know, and, and we're very blessed to have that. But, and they got it, they got it in some of the other reserves. But I'd say, you know, this is probably one of the larger reserves. It is actually one of the larger reserves in the state that's a wildlife management area. That's right. So they do, and it's located between major cities, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. So they, they do a really good Staff job of, basin, you know? of keeping it up. And, yeah, we talked about that. We, we were talking about that today. That you know, you know, we're sitting there looking at these woods, scouting, and we're like, God, this is pretty, you know. And, yeah, this is pretty. And Jackson looked at us and said, he said. Y'all uh, think everything's pretty. He said, y'all yeah. think everything's pretty. <laughs> I said, well, we're in the largest swamp in the United States, in the yeah. Chafalaya Basin Swamp. Some of the richest history throughout the, you know, entire swamps that have been out there yeah it's it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty area for sure you yeah, know he'll, it really he'll, is he'll understand that when he gets older you know and he will um and one, one more thing guys like if if y'all ever um in a spot like and you want to like you want to mark the spot or something but you but you can't i would suggest um downloading on your phone the on x app the on x app it's a very helpful tool. It's a very helpful app. It is. You can mark. I think Jackson's giving a plug right here. He's, trying, can, to get, he's trying to get paid on this. I think. You can you can mark <laughs> you can mark your spots wherever you want. You can you get two versions. You can get one that you have to pay for. Like how much, Dad? No, we pay for our own X app. We pay twenty nine bucks a year. Yeah. Got to subscribe. And there's also yeah. another version that you don't have to pay that it's I the have. The free version. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Mr. Troy uses. Yep. And yep. what you can do is you can mark places. You can like hit track, and then you can hit start. And then if you go into the woods, you can track where you've been so that you won't lose your trail and you won't get lost. That's right. Yep. That's right. It's very helpful, especially for somebody you beginning. You almost gotta have it. Yeah, it is. You almost you know, 
Yeah. Off of the property lines and all that. Hey, I mean, I have to tell you, for 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 public hunting <laughs> like we do, you have to have it's a must. Well, we for public hunting like we do, it's an absolute must in oh, my yeah. opinion. When Onyx came out, you know, and there's other apps now that you oh, start to see them, that me, are coming out. That Onyx is the best. But it's been the most user friendly for me. And guys, we are not associated with Onyx. We just kind of Jackson no, made a point, and we just kind of going <laughs> off on this right now, but. Yeah, Onyx saves us some time. It, uh, there's areas in these reserves that I hunted for years that were actually on the borderline of uh, pro public property. I mean, uh, private property that I thought was public property at the time, yeah, part of right. reserves. And when I got my Onyx app and I started looking at these boundaries, and I'm in there in the woods, and hey, I'm on uh, I'm on a, a private part of piece of property yeah and i don't want to get caught nowadays we talk joked about it as kids you know right but we do it but we don't want to do it nowadays you know we just no, you know somebody works hard chance. for that land they want to they want to have that land to themselves and we right. totally respect that you know but yeah jackson that's a really good point having that technology helps help will help you out as a as a public land hunter for sure and you know we public land hunter and we talked about that and you guys hear us talk about that all the time but what is it about public land hunting, Troy? I guess that it, it, it you know, as waterfowl hunters, we talk a lot of waterfowl on the show. Yeah. But and and it probably relates to that more than anything. But being a public land hunter, how difficult is being a public land hunter in your opinion nowadays? Well, your public land hunters are your best hunters in Louisiana, hands down. You know, you hunt and probably across the United States, yeah, I mean, I'd say. If it's you're like a public that. land hunter. I mean, it, it's hard. I mean, because you you fighting everybody. I mean, hunting clubs. You know, you can only you have so many rules. You know, you can only go so many places. Public land, you got the whole woods to go, but you try. You got to compete with everybody else to go. So you got to work harder. You got to scout harder. You got to have a lot of drive. You just got to push harder than everybody else. You got to want to do things that they don't want to do. That's it. You know. You do. And you that type of guy. That's, that's why it. that's what makes you the best, in my that's opinion, it. as far as that. And I'm not just blowing smoke. I truly feel that way. You go further in. Oh, yeah. If I got to leave at 430 in the morning to walk a mile and a half or two miles to go to get to some squirrels, I'm gone. Yeah. I mean, I, that's just how I am. And man. he is, guys. That's how he is. And, and that's what makes him one of the best out there. Like I said, it's not often – Troy doesn't go into the woods for a squirrel hunt and come out with a lemon of squirrels. The lemon here in Louisiana, Jackson, I'm going to quiz you. Do you know what the lemon of squirrels is each day for each person? Eight. Eight. Very good. So, yeah, it's not often that, that I've seen this guy over the years go in and come out without eight squirrels. I have no doubt that tomorrow you're going to go in and you're going to come out right. with eight squirrels, you know. So, yeah. you know, the tradition, guys, over the years is that Saturday night for opening weekend is always the night that we, we hopefully have enough squirrels to kill yeah, exactly. to where yeah. we can cook. That's so right. even though we eating like kinks tonight, we have a good duck gumbo, a good chicken, you know, hen gumbo. Um, we yep. eating like kinks tonight. Um, when we got leftovers for tomorrow. Right, just the, in case things go south tomorrow because, you know, nothing's guaranteed. You know, we, you know, we got a right. good spot tomorrow. We got three of us. I mean, uh, we're going to meet Steven in across the river. Yep, we're going to get So hopefully those butter. guys kill. But, you know. Or they could give us a call and say, hey, we need some squirrels. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's where, yeah, I mean, that's, you know. Yeah. Whatever, we're going to, we'll try our best, you know. I mean, we got six, seven people. If we, if we can kill 10 to 12 squirrels between six and seven people, we'll be all right, you know. That's right. If that's we don't right. kill 10 to, 10 to 12 squirrels between six people, well, 
we'll just have to eat some gumbo and just kind of make another game plan. Which is their camp and our camp. That's right. So yeah. our group of guys that yeah. we have on is actually us three. We're going to hunt tomorrow. Yeah, don't worry. We, we're not going to starve. We're not going to starve. No, not by now any means. Now it's your own camp. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, no. Not, not by oh, any means. No. So we got plenty of food as a backup That's another good thing, sure. you know, watching Jack Hammond come up. You know, we've been knowing him since he was a baby and been watching him come, you know, sporadically coming with us. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's coming, like I told, we were talking earlier, he's becoming a young man, you know. So every he year he's getting better, more experience, yep. asking more questions. Yep. And then when my little boy comes up and he's like 15 to 16, he can start teaching my little boy. That's, you know? that's so, a good point. You know, that so really that, is you know, a good it's point. It's just a chain reaction with our it's, kids, with the younger generation just coming up and just, you know. It, that's it. It's, just a, it's a special weekend for us. We look forward to it. We got a lot. We got you know, like I said, 95% of Louisiana right now is out in the woods, um, loving life. You know, everybody's probably drunk right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, 100%. You know, eating good with a fire going. I mean, you know, this is what we live to do. I mean, it, you know, we it work is. all the time. You know, you know, all we do is work, work, work. So this weekend right here is a release. It's um, it has to happen, and it, you know, it's just it's it's just fun. It is. It's uh, the continuity. We got we got neighbors right here. We talked to a while ago. After we finish this, we'll probably go bullshit with them a little while. Yeah, uh, we'll have a few drinks with them. It's just, it's just what Everett we do. Every camp shares you know? food with each other. It's just what we do, man. It's, it is. It's, it's, you know, we're probably the only ones that do this probably in the, in the whole United States, what if, we do this for weekend. For squirrel, you know? yeah, I definitely. Mean, and, and you guys that don't necessarily <coughs> hunt squirrel, you know how it is. You can relate to it. Whether it's deer hunting for opening weekend, you know, bow season opened up here yesterday right, in Thursday. Louisiana. It opened up Thursday. And, right. and you guys that bow hunt. Uh, you, you probably trumpeted the bit to get out there tomorrow morning or this morning, whenever you decided to go. Yeah, it's kind of bad with squirrel hunters going blast the woods. That's you know? the only bad thing. We feel sorry for the – I do. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel sorry <coughs> for those guys. Yeah. I think about that because I'm like, man. I think they should open it up Monday, Monday, Tuesday, you know, Monday, so they could have a week before a week. we go in there. You know yeah, I mean? They yeah. open it up Thursday. You know, they had two days, and we go in there and start blasting the ass. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah and, they, and they, they fucked You know, they get point, pissed you know? off at us, but, I mean, they, they know that we're coming. Well, yeah. And, and, look, we probably all started out a small game, squirrel hunting and stuff like that, rabbit hunting. <coughs> and, yeah, I mean, but I do feel bad for them. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah. Open it up on a Monday. Monday. Let the them Monday the, before let, squirrel let the season hunters, opens up. Let the bull hunters have the whole week to yep. hunt, man. Yep. I mean, come on. Thursday? Yep. You're only giving them two days. Two days to hunt before the woods start getting blasted. I don't, I don't like that. I'm, yep. not in a, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not either. And, and, also, and I mean, we don't even deer hunt. You and know? also, a bull hunter can be a very good tool for a squirrel hunter. You know, we can pick his brains and be like, look, we go in into the woods and be like, look, man, you, you deer hunting? I'm just squirrel hunting. And he'll be like, look, I went in there last week at another place where I saw a bunch of squirrels. Would you mind going hunting right there? And, hey, man, yeah. not at all. We'll, yeah, that's we'll a go damn good you point. Know, Hopefully he's not bullshitting. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> Trying to he get might, us off his spot. He might be doing that. But, you know, I mean. Uh, just, that's public land hunting. That's public land hunting. You know, I mean. But that's a good point. You can help each other out, exactly. work together. It don't have to become a a, 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 a pissing match or a no. fight, you know, and that type of stuff. No, not know, at all. So. Yeah, that is a very, very good point. But, you know, it, it's just, it's it's one of those things that you have to try to work together, you know. Because, right. unfortunately, they open at the same time, uh, you know, and, and we share the same woods, that's for sure, yeah. you know. So, but uh, well, what what's your favorite? What's the number one? I, I know the answer to this, but tell everybody listening. What was that? Different species of squirrels out there. Oh. 
What you is your know, what baby. is Troy Fontenot's favorite species of squirrel out there? Fox squirrels all day, fox every day. Squirrels all day, every day. Why thought why are you so fascinated with fox squirrels? Well, it's um it's a to me it's the prettiest squirrel we got in Louisiana next to the black squirrel. Mm -hmm. It's a bigger squirrel, you know, they um they're a little bit harder to hunt, you know, they're more um they're very sneaky. You know, they, they take their time. You know, we watched one, you know, a couple of them. What happened when you walk with five five yards and he was gone? You know, yes, they, they, they're, they're harder to hunt. Keen to, to move. They're harder to hunt. Yep, you know, um, it's just, you know, you can have eight fox squirrels on one table and look at eight cat squirrels on another table. Everybody's going to be impressed with that eight fox squirrels. They they? <laughs> you're right about it's that. It's just how it is. I mean, right. it's more, more. They're beautiful in the woods. Picture. You, you know, I mean. Yep. Now, in my opinion, they're not the the best to eat, as far as compared yeah. to a cat squirrel. No, um, but they eat they eat fine. It, you know, being from Louisiana, their, we everybody's got their cook theories them. on um, that. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Well, I, I ran into some bad squirrels in, in Red River with fox squirrels, and um, but as far as table fare, I, I'd say cat squirrels are probably better than fox squirrels. Yeah, they're a little bit sweeter. A little bit sweeter. A little bit sweeter. But yeah. um. A little bit more tender? Yeah, because, you know, they just the fox squirrels are bigger, yeah. they, you know. Yeah. And I don't more know why the cat squirrels are, are more tender because they, they run twice as much as a fox squirrel. You True. Know? And they, you know, they yeah. think it would be a little bit more tougher because of the... <laughs> they move a lot <laughs> yeah, more. Yeah, exactly, you know, but... Um, they do. They do. <laughs> but over here, it's a good mixture of... of you got about a 50-50 chance of, uh, in Sherbin. You do? So it's a good mixture, yeah. you know, um... You got your share of cat, got your share of fox, got, big got fox some black squirrels, squirrels. And they got some big cat squirrels. So um, yep. I'm, I'm very excited tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, hopefully Jack Hammond can get into some. You know, y'all got a good spot. Um, yeah, we feel very confident <coughs> about our spot that we scouted out. Uh, we took you there a few weeks ago. We kind of told right. you what we saw, um, what Whoa. you know, and what you saw. <laughs> Hold on to the wand. Um, and yeah, we feel pretty confident, huh, Jackson? Tomorrow, when yeah, we when we scouted, what, what do we see? Um, you know, as far as numbers, what, what did you see when we scouted? Tell everybody. Whenever we went in there, we probably saw, we walked in, stood there for like maybe five minutes. We saw three squirrels probably on, on the top of a tree. They were running. In up one tree, we saw those three squirrels. Yeah. We were, they were running up and down that tree. They are just running up and up and up and up and down and down. Yep. And then we walked a little bit further. And we saw a lot more squirrels. So yep. whenever we walked out of there to go back to the four wheeler, we probably saw about 18 squirrels. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, it might not have been quite 18, but it was damn sure 11, 13, <coughs> somewhere close. in that It was range. in the teens, yeah. It was in the teens that day that we saw. And it, it was, God, I mean, I got to be honest, Troy. It was like, look, we started out, like Jackson said, we saw three in one yeah. tree. Okay, so those three in a tree. I saw two the whole morning. Two, yeah, well, two, yeah. You, didn't, you said where you were, you didn't see that many that morning. But right. We had three in one tree, and then you look, you know, to the around us, and we got in there right at daybreak, and I mean the branches were actually just bouncing. They had yeah. multiple squirrels running, feeding, playing, um, and it was like you said, a mixture. It was it was fox squirrels. They had a few cat squirrels mixed in with them. I didn't see shit. You, you didn't see <laughs> shit. <laughs> you I saw one black squirrel and one fox squirrel. That's it. Yeah, well, that black squirrel would be something we'd be interested yeah, in that, going that's get. That's what um, I think. You know, I marked it on my phone so so Jackson could, you know, if he wanted to go and and pursue that, you know, because I know he never killed a black squirrel, correct? Mm -hmm. So he did or no? No. 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 So I mean, that, 
you could go and hunt him and um, kill him and put him on the wall. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, yeah, we could do that. So we might have to make a pass. We might have to do that for that. Sunday. We might have to do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we might go after him then. Maybe that'd be a good game plan for Sunday. Yeah. Now, when you were in there, you did see for the, for you know Bryce Hill, who's a good friend of ours. He's in the camp with us. He's a, he's going to be deer hunting this weekend. Yeah. He's one of those bow hunters, poor thing, that's oh, going to yeah. be in the he's woods. Gonna get, yeah, he's going to get thrashed tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. you know? Well, and maybe not where we're going, but but. You know, you did see we did see quite a bit of deer in that area. We saw some good signs. Percent, you made a you made a, 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 a comment to me this morning. Scouting in these woods, you ain't ever seen that many persimmon trees in a. In well, a that's what my, that's what my breakfast was this morning. Persimmons on the ground. That's right. You did tell me you did, you ate a persimmon. Um, I ate about five or six of them. Um, they have a lot of wild persimmons around here, which you know you see that in the woods. But and there's a lot of wild persimmons in these woods and. Um, you think the squirrels play any part with the persimmons? Yeah. You think actually, they eat it? Yeah, they do. I do mean, they? Deer eat them. I mean, it, a damn squirrel eat a fig, much less a persimmon. Yeah, that's a good so, point. So, I mean, they, you know, raccoons eat them. If, you, if a human can eat a fruit in the woods, like a, a sweet pecan, uh-huh. a persimmon, an animal is going to eat them. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. Maybe so. I've never seen one eat a persimmon, but I bet they, I've they seen probably one. I mean, could. I've seen them eat a persimmon. I had a damn fig tree for seven years in my backyard. They ate all my damn figs for seven years. <laughs> so, I mean, they, they eat fruit, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they eat anything. Yeah. yeah it's like having a child. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll eat it all, huh? You know, I mean. They, so they will eat it, they'll you eat, said. They'll eat it. Guaranteed they'll eat it. I'll be damned. Guaranteed they'll eat it. Yeah, that's something I would have never thought. Oh, yeah. What's the number one? If you have a choice to go to a feed tree for squirrels, what's the number one tree you're going to? What you what? What are you? Overcup. What? Overcup. 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 Okay, All fill day. me in. I don't know what that is. Overcup is um, it's like an overcup acorn. Um, it's a short, squatty oak tree, kind of sporadic leaves. They don't get really tall. Um, they got a. It's green at the bottom. You know, it kind of it's kind of fat and kind of short and squatty of a of a of an acorn. Uh huh. Then my next is a red oak. Red oak. The long the striped oak acorn. Yep. Yep. Big ones. Long was it? Yeah. Yep. That's my two favorite trees to hunt. They um, like they like those, huh? They love them. Yeah. They eat those. They eat those all year long. Really? All year long. Yeah. Yep. That's my two favorite trees. Is, you know the, the striped oaks and overcups. Now, you know, don't get me wrong. You got your, your cypress. And you well, got I was your about to say we in Louisiana. A lot of <laughs> cypress trees. You got your wild. You got your wild pecans. You know, which right now we we seeing that you know we from scouting cypress balls. Cypress balls are going to be a big key tomorrow morning. They well, they eating in the cypress yeah, trees they, they right now. The cypress trees. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's a little hard to to hunt them in the cypress tree because you know you can't hear That's them unless they eating on the on. When they eating on that nut, you know it's like a pecan. Yep. But you, you know, it's not gonna shake the branch where you can hear the leaves because obviously it's a fern. It's yeah, not it's a not leaf. like an oak tree where you can hear them when branches. When they jump in it, you can't hear it. Correct. I mean, it's just um. It's tough. You know. It's tough. The only good thing about it is that you can see them good in there. Once you see them, yep. That's ass. Yeah, you could get to it. That's dead. That's a dead squirrel. You know gotcha. what I mean? Gotcha. But it's just a. You know, to see them, you yeah, know, or hear them, you know, whatever. And growing up, Dad always told me, he said, the toughest tree he ever hunted squirrels in was with a tree. Uh, uh, it's a hickory tree. Well, he actually told me a magnolia tree. Yeah, well, I've never. A magnolia never tree. Never hunted them in a, in a magnolia. But, but the, if, a they, tree. if they run and get in a magnolia tree, it's uh, it's damn near impossible to find them. Yeah, I mean that. You know, it really is. 
Yeah, that's a, that's I don't a know what they had to be in the magnolia tree, but well, I think more of it, it's a it's an escape thing. They yeah. might see you, you might spook them. They see right. you before you see them, and then you catch a glimpse of them running, right? And then they disappear. That's right, yeah. type deal. Yeah, you it's know, like an go escape plan. It's almost. an escape plan. Yeah. That's what it is. It's an escape route for them. They get in a magnolia tree, right? It's stick. It's 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 tough to find a squirrel yeah. there. You know, and we were talking about cat squirrels, fox squirrels, this and that. That's what makes the fox squirrels so tough. They're so stealthy. Yeah. They will sit there for <coughs> an hour if they got to and be completely still if they saw you before you may have got to them or creeped to them to be able to That's get right. a shot on That's them. That's right. You know? Cat squirrel will bail out, you know, and, and, and haul ass all day long. But a uh, fox squirrel, you know, sometimes they'll do the same thing. But most of the times they'll, they'll, they'll stick close. You know, they'll lay flat on a limb, you know, and, and just kind of yep. watch you. Hang you know? there. Yep. And, um. They're, they're really pretty good look, at what they do. They know? are. I mean, look at them this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, we saw they saw me from 50 I mean, yards away. Apparently, yeah. I mean, we don't even hunt over here, and they were busting you at 50 yards. So I mean, and I mean, I'm talking went from three or four of them we seen to nothing all yeah, of a sudden. I mean, they, so as far as setup goes for hunting squirrels, <coughs> I, completely different than waterfowl. Yeah. You typically we using different different guns. Yeah. Uh, you know, waterfowl. Um, I shoot a Franke, uh for waterfowl. I don't even pull it out to waterfowl season. Right. What are you hunting for squirrel season? Tell everybody listening out there what what what's your setup that you like to use. Uh, basically, just um, like this year, I'm using my brown and gold with a full choke with some number um, twelve gauge. Yeah, twelve gauge. Because that twelve gauge, believe it or not, that's something that a lot of people when I tell them, hey, we squirrel hunt, and I say, and they say, man, what y'all hunting with a twenty two? I said, no, a 12-gauge. And they said, oh, man, a squirrel? Y'all don't blow them up with a 12-gauge? Yeah, I mean, <coughs> what you, you got your rifle hunters. My in-laws, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, they're, they're all rifle hunters. You know, they, they're patient hunters. You know, the rifle hunters are very patient. Me, I'm, I'm too nervous for a rifle. I, you want to go? I, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to roll and I'm ready to run and gun them with a shotgun. They got a lot of good rifle hunters that I know. Yeah. You got Corey Vidrine, that's probably one of the best in Louisiana as a, at a rifle. Patrick Fontenot, my my father-in-law, mm -hmm. Steve Simmons. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they shoot them 60, 70 yards. I mean, it's what almost one two. It's almost it's almost. I'm not gonna say it's easier doing it, but man, when you when you <laughs> that good of a shot, man, you see a squirrel 60, 70 yards, you post up on a tree. Yeah. I mean, it, it's easy pickings. You yeah, know? but I have to say, <coughs> man, shooting. I used to hunt with a 22 sometimes. It's now. hard, especially at October. That's tough, man. I don't know. To me, I don't know how to do it. My father-in-law been wanting me to pick up a rifle, and yeah. I'm not I'm not doing it. Hey, it is fun. I have to say, I enjoy you know? doing it. But hey, <laughs> early season. It makes it hard. That that did it growing up. A lot of foliage on the trees. A lot of leaves. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, I you mean, got, B, you got to get them to stop long right. enough to take the shot. Yeah. You know, and a squirrel is something that uh, is a creature that don't stop. You know, they they always on yeah. the move. It seems like unless you're lucky enough to catch a feeding, <coughs> right? You know, in a tree up in a tree somewhere. But yeah, that makes it very very hard. You know, with a 22. Yeah, but my setup is a 12 gauge shotgun. I use number five or number six shells. You know, whatever. Whenever Patton's gun and the gun I'm using, you know, mm -hmm. I got a bunch of shotguns, but um, that's what I do. You know, I shoot, I pattern my guns to the shell that I'm going to shoot with. Yep. That's very important. Very important. And you and you don't just say it, you do it. Because today yeah. we actually, yeah, you I mean, pulled out a target when we got to the cab. You, you said, hey, it, look. Because if you go in there and you start shooting, you know, a type of shell that you're shooting three or four shots at a squirrel, 
I mean, you done wasted yeah. two, three dollars almost. You know, the shells are expensive these days. They are. So, I mean, they are. It's you got to do you your know, own work and you got to, you know, pattern your shells. And, you know, yeah. most people don't do it for squirrels, but mostly do it. Some people don't do it for ducks either, but. <laughs> yeah, we talk about that on the show. You know, a lot of I people mean, don't pattern nothing. No, they get I mean, the gun out the box from the store and they go no, and they, they just, they hunt. you know, some, no, I'm wrong. some people do, but uh, oh, yeah. as far as squirrel hunting, I mean, it, you know, it just grab a gun and go, and go shoot them. You know, a lot of people shoot them 20, 30 yards away. So, I mean, yeah. even if you, your gun's not patterned that good, you're still going to kill them. You, you know still got saying? a yeah. good chance at it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It's a small, small animal, you know. But, so um, you do have a good chance at yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But right. so yeah, twelve gauge, you know, <coughs> pattern the gun just like you would waterfowl hunting. Yeah. Go out there, do your thing. Now, technology and clothing, Troy, since we were young, has come such a long way. And, and me yeah. and you always kind of keep up with the trends. You you more than me actually keep up with the trends. You always what I told you today. How what, when you got out the truck, you, you were dressed. Fit to look. Kid. Yeah, you had the look. I said, I, said, right. I told Charles, I said, you have the look. I said, so we starting out good. I said, uh, you, you got that pro staff look to you. Yeah, you had all all the pro right. clothes on, the nice pants and everything. Well, if you don't hunt, look, if you don't hunt good, at least you look good. You <laughs> <know>? <laughs> you know? And there's a lot of that nowadays, especially on the well, waterfowl yeah. side of the, the sport we see. You know, but uh. But, yeah, I mean, what's your thoughts as far as growing up, the clothing we had versus today, man? Well, when we were growing up, it was a lot colder. You know, I grew up hunting squirrels in insulated coveralls some mornings, you know. I mean, I you know, remember that. this, you know, right now, you know, you put on a, like, let's say it'd be 52 degrees, 52 degrees in the morning. You put your long sleeve, maybe a little fleece pullover on top, and with your hunting jacket, you know, that's all you need, you know. You don't, you know, the, yeah. the clothes. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, it really the squirrel season. You really don't really need thick clothes, yeah. you know. Not this day and age, you know. You years ago, you don't. I I say the know, years ago of, when that we go, me and uh, my dad, you know, we you know sometimes we wake up in our in our pop up tent, we'd have ice on the damn on the canvas. I, I do you know? remember so, that. So I mean, I, I do. That's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, we were talking about that the other day. We were looking at the forecast, saying, "Man, this is the first time in a long time." We had some cool weather, but I remember frost on the ground. Like we were building fire, yeah. and we'd wake up in the morning. You were freezing, <coughs> yeah, like you, you were, were freezing. Your I ass say freezing, off. freezing for Louisiana. It was cold. Yeah, it was cold. It was for Louisiana. 30s, low forties. I mean, that's cold for us. You'd get in that October, you know. And and now I can't remember Jackson. Like I said, I've been bringing you since you were five. I think the coldest trip we ever had was to uh, Kasachi Forest up there, right, up there. around Catahoula Reserve. Where I can remember it being cold and, and us out there, you know, wearing some long sleeves and stuff like that. Yeah. You know. But you look, you know, going back to the technology side of it, the number one for early season hunting that I've seen that has changed the game is the is the moisture wicking material. Right. Yeah. That's become <coughs> a yeah. game changer. You don't have the old cotton shirts like we used to go, you know, when when we were younger, you'd come up, you didn't have many options. You go to Walmart. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of camo cotton shirts and a, and those old nut chafing camo pants that you yeah, wear, or a pair know, of blue jeans, you know. You in a you in a barn the whole day. You in a barn. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, I had, I had to powder it up down there, you know. Yeah, so, you still with powder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we look like a fairy going. Yeah, on, you but know? now these days you don't need like Fix it these up. pants I got from a gentleman from Academy. You know, I mean, they you know they were thirty dollars and they're comfortable. Moisture wicking. I mean, you don't sweat in them hardly. They soft. 
lightweight. I mean, that's pretty much what we're going to, you know, as far as the early season hunt, you know. That's it. Teal season, squirrel season, you know, I mean, it, you know. That's it. That's it. That's all. We, we like to do it, you know. I mean, I wear my hook shirts, you know, or the Drake waterfall shirts, whatever, you know. But whatever yeah. is the lightest that I could get away with. That's right. Without and, and a good thermosail. Yeah, well, tomorrow morning we ain't, we won't need the thermosail, but um, yeah. no, you know, nine times out of ten in Louisiana for squirrel season, you gonna need that thermosail. That's right, that's right. You know, well, guys, I appreciate y'all being on the show this this week. We look forward to doing this more as we get more in the hunt season, especially in the waterfowl season. We'll be talking more waterfowl, uh, but folks, I enjoyed, and I hope you guys enjoyed hearing the stories. <clears throat> that Troy and Jackson and I talked about on this week's episode. We really uh, enjoy sharing the, the, those memories with you and that information with you. And, uh, you know, maybe you could get out there and share some with your family. And keep sending in the pictures. We've got a lot of pictures lately on our social media pages. Um, as always, you can always follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we got Jackson doing some TikToks for us now. We, we TikToking. Like we mentioned before, our YouTube channel got, you know, quite a bit of short videos up on our YouTube channel. So you can check us out there. And, guys, like we mentioned, don't forget to uh, to check out our sponsors, Anchor.fm and also Beaver Creek Game Calls, two phenomenal companies that help support us and distribute and get our podcast out so that all of you fine folks can listen to it. Uh, but we're going to go out, guys. We're going to. Try to kill them tomorrow, and we'll give you guys probably a report on how it all went next week. That's right, yeah. And uh, do a recap on it. Uh, that's more than likely what we're going to talk about next week. So if you're going out this weekend, guys, we hope you all stay safe. Remember, respect other hunters out there. Gun safety. Gun safety. Keep it safe, everybody. And until next time, this is Jacob, Jackson, and Troy with Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. We'll see you out there in the great outdoors, guys. Have a good night.